Oh, it's, it's such a beautiful privilege right now to be uh, sharing God's Word with you. A little uh, bit of a background for those of you who do not know me, and I think like 90% of you have not met me yet. So my name is uh, Jem Castor, as you have seen here. And uh, I'm, I'm a missionary, and I am from the Philippines. So who among you here has visited Philippines, except for the Filipinos? Whoa! Okay, so yes, Philippines has 7,641 islands, and I have not been to every one of them. And friends, did you know that uh, it will take you more than 22 years to visit the whole islands if you visit one island per day? Isn't that crazy? And then I heard about Indonesia. Indonesia has 17,501 islands. Philippines is not that big anymore. <laughs> Friends, the Lord has, uh, has put this burden in my heart. Actually, I'll, I'll not call this a burden, but a joy in my heart, an excitement in my heart to share with you what the Lord has done. I have been a missionary for the past 11 years and three months now. And for those 11 years and three months, nine years of those years, I have lived entirely depending on the Lord for everything. And friends, this is one thing that I'd like, to, I'd like to share because God has been so good. And when God does something good in your life, you cannot keep it to yourself. Can you say amen to that? And I believe this beautiful verse in, in Romans 10 verse 17 which says, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I know for a fact I was encouraged to lean on the Lord because of the stories that I have heard of how God has been good to some of the people and thinking, Lord, I want that. Question, how many, many of you here was born in a Christian church? Raise your hand. Most of us, huh? Who among you here, your, your grandparents were Christians? Your great-grandparents are Christians. Okay. Your great-great-great-grandparents are Christians. <laughs> and you know what? I'm, I'm speaking to, to most of you here, and I think you could relate to what I'll, I'll share. Because most of us who grew up in a church have this, have this longing that, like, I want a story to tell. And especially for us who grew up in a church who does not have this powerful testimony like coming out of darkness into the marvelous light. From drug addiction. From all those things that, uh, that you do not even think or imagine and now seeing them very active in the church friends i envy those stories i even got to the point of asking the lord lord should i should i get out of the church first too and friends you know what i realized later on that i just want the story but not him i just want something to tell people but not really wanting him and friends, God is so good that God takes us where we're at. Can you say amen to that? And this is the most amazing thing about God. He, he is faster than the speed of light, and yet He is walking at our own pace. Isn't it amazing? God is a very patient God. So friends, some of you might, might ask, so Jem, as a missionary, how... How do you go about it? How do you travel? And friends, you know what? Before I became a missionary, I was a, I was a wedding photographer. So who among you here loves photography? Yes, I was a wedding photographer, always the photographer and never the groom. So yes, I'm single but not advertising as I always say. 
but people say, but Jem, by mentioning that you're already advertising, said, I'm sorry, but I'm not advertising. I'm taken by God. <laughs> so with that, with that experience, friends, when, when the Lord took me out of that, uh, of that life, because all the while I thought that making it big in the business, that's the way to go. And friends, I, I've seen what I wanted, and I've achieved some of them, not all of them, but I did not have that joy, I did not have that satisfaction. So I, I finally gave in to God, and I said, Lord, I'll try your ways this time. I'll see where do you want to lead me. And friends, have you heard that verse, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good? Huh? When you taste that God is not just good, He's awesome. He's wonderful. He's powerful. For most of the time, especially for us who grew up in the church, for most of us, and I, I say this to myself, the verses that I heard is just like, they're just sayings, but they're not real. I do not really take God at His word because for me, I thought that, that the faith that I have was just passed on by my mom or shoved down my throat. My mom is a tiger mom. She's a typical Filipina. But I love her, friends. I love her. And later on, when the Lord called me to be a missionary, I begin to realize that every promise that He has given is true. Amen. Because His word is power. As I have shared in the first, in the first night, last week, and in Psalm 33, verses 6 and 9, it says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them, by the breath of his mouth. He spoke and it what? It was done. He commanded and what? It stood fast. This is how powerful the word of God is. And I realized, friends, I realized that I have been leaning so much on my own strength that I missed out leaning on the everlasting strength. I missed out really on living with power. I'll share some of those experiences tomorrow. But uh, what happened was, now that I became a missionary, I see that the Lord has done so much more in my life than the times that I'm not leaning on Him. I love to travel. I really love, who among you here loves to travel? Oof. But if you hear about my traveling, I'm not so sure if you would love traveling again. Friends, I love to travel, but when you are from the third world country, traveling is expensive. If you're not earning a decent wage like here in the U.S., traveling from a third world country, going to other places, forget about it. And I've been working since I, I could remember. Even before I know accounting, I was already involved in business. Anything that I could place my hand on, I sell it. Legal stuff, of course. So. But when I reached the age, I think, of 32, I realized that I have not gone out to the Philippines. My first airplane ride was 27 years old. I'm thinking, is this all that I can do with all the things that I've been doing? And friends, now that I'm a missionary, by the way, the Lord somehow compelled me to depend on Him for everything. That's why for the nine years, I have not received salary. Not receive any stipend. I'll tell you about it tomorrow, so do not miss out. So I said to the Lord, okay, I'll depend on you. And friends, by depending on God, I see great and mighty things that He can do in my life. 
one time I was I was flying from from a very <laughs> very challenging trips coming from Washington DC the Lord had me fly to India on the end of October so it's cold and then hot India after India for nearly two weeks the Lord flew me back to the mainland to the US New York at the beginning of winter and then I flew to Colorado and the next week I flew to Hawaii hot and cold treatment isn't it <laughs> and after Hawaii the Lord flew me to North Dakota <laughs> and my host told me yeah Jam I just want to warn you it's it's 10 degrees here Fahrenheit I'm thinking 10 degrees and I somehow calculated it in Celsius I'm thinking I have not experienced this cold Friends, praise God, I did not become a Filipino popsicle. <laughs> when I arrived there, it was not 10 degrees. It was negative 10 degrees Fahrenheit. It's only by the grace of God that I survived those weather. There was a blizzard. <laughs> and I got stuck in the airport. So that was my first welcome in North Dakota. But their saying is true. This is a very cold place, but the heart of the people are warm. Praise the Lord, friends. So from North Dakota, I flew back to here, to Ontario, to Loma Linda, and that was my birthday. Friends, on that day, on my birthday, the Lord somehow woke me up early in the morning. I arrived here in Loma Linda at 12.30 in the morning, and at 5 a.m., the Lord woke me up. And you know for a fact that when the Lord wakes you up, it's not a bathroom call, it's not a noise that wakes you up, there's just something that woke you up, and you could not go back to bed. And friends, the moment I woke up, I realized this is my birthday. If it's the Lord who woke me up, it means to say that He wants to talk with me. So friends, I spent time in His presence. I opened my Bible, I prayed, and before I could even read my Bible, the Lord somehow compelled me, stay in my presence first, before you read your Bible. And there's this song that came to my head, count your blessings, name them one by one. You know that song? Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, and what's the next line? See what God has done. Awesome. So friends, I took a piece of paper, a ball pen, and I started writing down my blessings. Remember, I wanted to travel before. And the only country that I was, I was able to travel on my own strength, on my own income, was Kota Kinabalu, Malaysia. Can you say that? Okay, don't say it. You're eating. Friends, it's called Akinabalu, Malaysia. Later on, I found out from the history that it's part of the Philippines. That was not even an official out-of-the-country travel. <laughs> Friends, and then when I listed down just that year, how many countries that the Lord has brought me. Friends, the Lord has brought me to four countries. Isn't that amazing? 32 years, only one outside of the country travel. And now just one year, just that year, the Lord has brought me to four countries. And I was staying in the U.S. for like nearly five months or five months and a half. And the next category was the number of states that I have visited. By the way, friends, I do not count the state that I just laid over. I have to count the state that I have slept over. And I somehow realized that I was like in 22 to 24 states already. 20 to 24 states. And the next category was the number of beds that I have slept on. You might be wondering, oh, why is he counting his beds? I'll tell you the history. It's, uh, 
it's valid. On my second trip to the U.S. in 2015, I was attending a general conference session. This is just like the world meeting of, of Seventh-day Adventist Church. And there's like 100,000 people who were there in San Antonio, Texas. And friends, on the arrival, two weeks, two weeks upon arrival, I realized that I was already on my fifth bed. Thinking, wow, five beds in two weeks. So you know what I did? I started doing selfie on my bed and posted it in social media. And, and I, I did what I call later on my bed blog. Not bed bugs, but bed blog. I posted number of bed, bed number seven, and this is how the Lord provided it. And people begin to react, people begin to respond, and they say, wow, Jem, God is really faithful. God has been providing you all of these things. And I realized this is an, a very nice reminder for people that God exists, that God is powerful. So I started posting it. Friends, at the end of that year, I counted how many beds that I have slept on. I have slept on 69 beds. We only have 52 weeks. I'm thinking, I have an average of more than one bed per week. And friends, all of those beds were God's provision. Isn't God amazing? Amen. Sometimes we realize, I, I realize sometimes that most of the time I'm just doing things on my own. And seeing the result when I look back, there's nothing much that I have accomplished. But now, in just one year of travel, I've seen things that I never thought and imagined. And friends, the last category... The last category were the number of airplane rides I had that year. Mm. When I had a grand total, I had 65 airplane rides. Wow. That's why I look like I'm jet lag all the time. <laughs> Friends, why I'm sharing this with you? Because I'm just giving you the contrast of what God can do when we rely upon Him. What God can do when we take Him at His word. What God can do if we see Him as He truly is. A powerful God. An amazing God. A faithful God. But friends, it did not start, it did not start as fast, as, as glamorous, that, the testimony. God takes us where we're at. I remember, friends, uh, I did not even realize that this was already my life. The first thing that the Lord somehow made me experience is His provision before I could even ask. Sometimes, friends, we are too afraid to ask because we don't know the God that we serve. Am I right? We don't even have the courage to even pray because we don't trust Him. We don't trust Him because we do not know Him. And I love... I love that, uh, that verse that says, and this is eternal life, John 17, verse 3, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Can you say amen to that? Amen. That is the beginning. The moment you begin to know him, your faith in him will begin to grow. So friends, what happened was, I was, I was a friend of mine. This, this lady has been, oh, by the way, this is not a love story. This lady has, has been a huge influence in my life because I could see that she lived a life of prayer. 
She did not preach to me. She gave me an example. And every time, every time she does something, she prays about it. Even things that I think that it doesn't need prayer, but she prays about it. Before she, she answers an email, she bows down and prays about it. Before we go out and get a taxi, if we arrive from an airplane, we are walking on the sidewalk. I said, oh, Jen, we have not prayed. And, we, and she will bow down and pray on the sidewalk. And I'll have my one eye closed and one eye open, watch and pray. <laughs> I didn't have faith as strong as her. Before she could get to, to the ATM, you know what she does? She'll stand in the ATM and people are lining up and she will bow down and pray. Later on, I found out that she didn't even know if her ATM has money or not. Isn't it amazing? So, so friends, her example taught me of reliance and dependence upon God. So we had, we had an adventure of praying from one conference to another, and then we were invited to India. We were invited to India, and, and of all the people that uh, were in the team, there's four of us. The other one was a missionary. The other one was a frequent traveler. Both of them forgot their passport. And the only one who brought his passport was me, the one who only left the Philippines once. And, and even the story behind that is amazing, it's crazy, because I was already about to leave the house, and the Lord somehow convicted me, the only valid ID you have is broken. So you have to bring your passport. I brought my passport, not knowing four days later I'm flying to India. Isn't that amazing? And the ticket, friends, the ticket was $700. I did not even pray for it. But God provided. Why? I didn't have faith that the Lord will provide. So friends, and, and, my, and my pocket money during the time, guess how much? Oh, you've heard this testimony before, maybe. <laughs> Okay, $10. Seriously, it was only $10. And my, the, Lord used, the Lord used my stingiest relative to give me a call. And this person asked, Jem, I heard that you're going to India. How much money do you have? And I said, $10. How are you going to survive in India? I said, the Lord will provide. For sure, the Lord used him to provide for me. He said, okay, go to the nearest money transfer. I'm sending you 100 hundred or hundred ten dollars. He said, praise the Lord. You know what, friends, you know the most amazing thing? I went to India and back, and a hundred dollars was still intact. And then I said, I like this kind of life, Lord. <laughs> and friends, what happened was, the next couple of months, I was invited to go to Malaysia. Again to that place, to that Kota Kinabalu, Malaysia. That's, that became like my second home. Malaysia and Indonesia became like my second home. So friends, while I was, while I was preparing, now I have $60. I have $60 left in my pocket. I'm thinking, now I'm more prepared. I'm more prepared to go to, to, go to, to this mission trip compared going to India. Before I have only $10, now I have $60. Friends, I did not realize that uh, I have to pay for, I forgot I have to pay for a terminal fee. I have to pay for tax, for travel tax. For us Filipinos, we're the ones who pay the tax when we travel. 
And make long story short, the remaining balance of my pocket money went down to back to $10 again. So I was preparing to go and I was thinking, Lord, He always wanted me to, to be on my knees to rely upon you. Friends, this is, by the way, the Lord desires for each one of us to rely upon Him. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Relying on our own strength, friends, is stressful. But relying on Him, it's peaceful. Amen. Did you get that? Oh, that rhymes, huh? I just realized that. <laughs> relying on our own strength is stressful. But relying on Him is peaceful. So friends, I was about to fly out and, and I realized that I forgot something. Because every time that it's cold back home, cold meaning like in the 70s, I have this issue with my, with my scalp. I had this, this dandruff issue. And there's only one shampoo that my scalp respects. It's head and shoulders mental. <laughs> By the way, friends, this is not a promotion for head and shoulders. <laughs> and so I was, I was worried because I only brought six little sachets. Anyone here knows what a sachet is? Sachet, it's, it's like those little packets, plastics. Uh, if you go to, uh, to McDonald's or uh, you see their ketchup, those are little sachets. So my shampoo was six, six little sachets and not too big. And I'm thinking, oh Lord, how am I going to survive? And all the things that I could think about is just that. How I'm going to survive for the whole month, whole month this time. In India, it was only one week. And this time, the whole month I'm thinking, Lord, how am I going to survive in Malaysia for a whole month? And all I could think about was that little issue with dandruff. Friends, sometimes... We focus too much on the problem and not the problem solver. And no matter how small that problem is, that takes away our full vision. You believe so? And, and I forget that it was God who has been taking care of me. Friends, could God take care of our dandruff? He spoke and all this world came into existence. He commanded and it stood fast. And that's just a little thing for the Lord. So that's all the thing that I could worry about. And the Lord somehow calmed my heart down. Jem, always look back on what I have done in the past. And I finally gave it up to him. And the moment I gave up that dandruff situation, the Lord gave me peace. Friends, the moment we landed in Kota Kinabalu, Malaysia, when my nephew picked me up, it was a horror for me to see him bald. He shaved his, his hair off and, and I asked him, why did you share your, shave your head off? All, of all the greetings that I should give in him, that was the thing that came out of my mouth. You know why? Because the next question was, what shampoo do you use? All, all I could think about was that, friends, my peace was taken away again because my focus was not on him. My focus was not on God. Friends, the moment we arrived there, remember I only have $10 staying in that place for a month. And God is so good that the moment I arrived in Kota, Kinabalu, Kota Kinabalu, Malaysia, it was Chinese New Year. You know what Chinese New Year means? They celebrated for like 10 days, two weeks, 
two weeks. And friends, every night we go to a different house. That means to say free food. <laughs> and praise God that I'm single because every house you have ampao. That little red envelope and they only, that little red envelope that has money inside, they only give it to single people. <laughs> Think how the Lord arranged everything. Before we even realize our need, the Lord goes before us. So friends, I'm thinking, well, Lord, I have this. I have free food and I have free allowances. <laughs> Isn't that amazing, friends? That when we follow Him, the Lord will show us that we have nothing to be worried about. We have nothing to be worried about. And friends, while I was there, and while we were, we were doing all this stuff, I realized, friends, that uh, there's a lot of things to do in Malaysia. Malaysia is is a Muslim country. And a lot of people need to see Jesus. So we were, we were busy doing Bible work and visiting people. And in the morning as well, we do a jog at the, back of, at the back of the church. At the back of the church is a national park. It's just like walking distance. And when you are there in a national park, it's just beautiful. It's like 2.1 kilometers of tracks and it's covered by the trees. So why we are there every morning? Because our church members were introduced to us, their friends, and we'll, we'll have Bible study with them in the evening or, or somehow pray with them and pray for them. Friends, when I check my, my sachets, my stash of shampoo, friends, when I look it up, after three weeks, I only consume two sachets. I'm thinking, the first question that I asked was, did I get a shower? <laughs> Friends, actually, we take shower twice. Because Malaysia is human. After the workout, after the, the run, we will, we will take a shower. And there's a lot of work that needs to get done around the church. And before we do Bible study, we take shower. Only two sachets. Three weeks. I realize, friends, that the miracle that happened in the Bible times is still happening right now. Can you say amen to that? Amen. As the oil in that flask and that widow of Zarephath did not run out, I'm thinking, Lord, you can make it happen even now. If we take him at his word, the Lord will show us who he is. Isn't that amazing, friends? We have a powerful God. Remember the Israelites who were walking in the wilderness for 40 years. They didn't need to buy sandals. Even their clothes did not wear out. This is the God that we serve. But sometimes we focus so much on the problems around us. And we forget, friends, that we have a God who desires to take care of us. Can you say amen? So friends, this is the beautiful thought that, that spoke to my heart. One of my favorite authors, it's, she says here, The inexhaustible supplies of heaven are at their command. Christ gives them the breath of his own spirit, the life of his own life. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit puts forth his highest energies to work in the heart and in the mind. And the next line says, the supply in their hands may seem to fall short of the need to be filled, but in the hands of the Lord, it will prove more than sufficient. Friends, if we trust Him, if we give our lives to Him, 
the Lord will show us, no matter how small that is in your hands, it will be more than sufficient. Can you say amen? amen. Friends, so while I was there, while I was there, the church members invited me, Jem, do you want to climb Mount Kinabalu with us? Who among you here loves to do mountain climbing? Oh, only a few. Who among you here is not so excited about mountain climbing? Raise your hand. You're my kind of people. <laughs> yes, my friends will tell me, Jem, let's, let's climb the mountain. I tell them, no. I said, why? I'm an Israelite. Why? I murmur along the way. <laughs> I'm, a beach, I'm a beach person, friends. So they plan to go and climb Mount Kinabalu. Friends, even though if you are not a mountain climber, the moment you see the mountain, you will fall in love. It's like, it's a majestic peak. It's just like inviting to climb, you to climb him. So friends, I said yes, because climbing this mountain, it will cost you like 400 to 500 US dollars. But somebody sponsored me and it's free. So early in the morning, friends, early in the morning, I spent my time with God earlier this time compared to the other times. I woke up like 3 a.m. and I was so sleepy. And I think even my extremities were so sleepy when I opened my, my laptop. By the way, friends, my nephew and I were in a bunk bed. I'm on the top bunk. And when I opened my laptop, friends, my laptop slipped through my fingers. And it's a Philippine laptop slipped through my fingers and I could not stop it. It just went off the side of the bed and bang, it hit the ground. Friends, by the way, it's not carpet. It's not wood. It's cement. It's tiled. And you could hear just like my laptop crushing. And my nephew, my poor nephew, who is, who is sleeping at the bottom bunk, he thought that it was the second coming of the Lord. <laughs> He said, that was the worst wake-up call in my life. Friends, he, he saw me shaking because remember I'm a photographer. I was a photographer. And part of my client's files were there. And I did not back it up. I did not have a backup. Friends, I was shaking. My whole body was shaking, going up, thinking my life is ruined. So I was there and I switched on the button, friends. It's all black. And my nephew, he was so helpless. He was, he was pacing back and forth, pacing back and forth. He's helpless as I am. So I knelt down. Of course, what can you do except pray? I knelt down and I said, Lord, and I was pleading before God. You are a powerful God. You have raised people back to life from the dead. I believe that you could raise this dead laptop back to life. And I was even saying, Lord, please heal this laptop. And you know what? The Lord somehow convicted me in the, middle of, in the middle of my prayer. Haven't you surrendered everything to me? And I was trying to reason with God like, but Lord, part of my life is in this laptop. I realized, yes, Lord, I surrendered everything to you. So, okay. If you choose to heal my laptop... <laughs> or to bring this laptop back to life, I will praise your name. Wherever I go, I will be sharing this testimony. But if you choose, if you still choose not to heal 
this laptop or to repair this laptop, I still trust you. And I still praise your name. For I know that my life is in your hands. Friends, the moment I said that prayer, the moment I give in, I fully give in to God, I had this total peace that came over me. A peace that passes understanding, as they said. And I did not even realize that I began to smile. <laughs> Before I could even say amen, I heard the sound. When I opened my eyes, my laptop is alive. <laughs> And I praise the Lord. Friends, isn't God amazing? Amen. And you know what? I went back to Kota Kinabulu over and over again. I've been sharing this testimony. One time I was sharing this in a church, like 700, 800 people. And I was, I was just so blessed sharing that testimony. And went back home. I was thinking, until when will this laptop function? When I switch on the laptop, friends. It went black. The Lord convicted me. It's because of your unbelief. Friends, I confess my sins before God. Lord, please forgive me for not trusting you. The moment I, I gave that to God. Friends, this is one thing that I realize. It is us who limits the power of God in our lives. We do not take him for who he is. We don't trust Him. And then He realized later on, we do not trust Him for who He is because we do not know Him. And friends will tell me, will ask me, Jem, how do you know that it's God revealing those things to you? How do you know God's will? I told him, how do you become close with your best friend? How do you become so close with your girlfriend or your boyfriend? You spend time with them. Amen? You get to know them. And this is eternal life that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. How many minutes do I have? You're good. You're good. Eight minutes. Okay. So remember now, let's fast forward. Now the laptop was okay. And now I have, I have the burden to buy a hard drive. That's just a responsible thing to do. So I bought a hard drive. I don't have the money to buy it. I actually took it from my, from my ATM. The money there was for, for a client, a wedding client, that I need, to, I, need to, uh, <laughs> I need to make a wedding album. So friends, I borrowed that money and I bought that, that hard drive and back it up. I'm thinking, Lord, I don't know how to replace this. So I just, I just surrendered this to you. And we were in a Bible study with a wonderful, wonderful Hindu, Hindu dentist. This woman is, is just, it's just very sweet. She's wanting to be a Christian. And while, while we were there in that, uh, in that Bible study, she told me, Yajem, can I talk to you afterwards? I said, sure. And afterwards when she came, I said, I just want to ask you, can you tell me about your need? And friends, my walk with God, I don't tell people about my need. I only tell God. And this woman came to me. Tell me about your need because the Lord somehow convicted me that you have a need that I need to fill. And I said, you know what? I could not remember what I need. I think the Lord has been providing. Remember, friends, I need, I need to replace that, uh, the money. The Lord erased that from my head. 
And then she said, no, no, Jim, the Lord somehow convicted me that you need something. And I said to her, I'm so sorry, doc. I'm so sorry, but I can't remember what I need. And then I, I know you Filipinos are shy. I said, not this Filipino. <laughs> you are shy because in my, in my office, in my office, in, in our building, there was one secretary, a newly, a newly, uh, newly accepted secretary. She just, she just worked there. And the Lord somehow convicted this, this Hindu doctor to come to her and ask her, what do you need? Because God is telling me what you need. And the lady was shy and she said, no, I'm okay. No, 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 you're not okay. I believe that God is telling me to ask you what you need. And friends, that lady somehow gave and said, I need a mattress. I just moved in and I don't have a mattress in my apartment. I said, okay, I have an extra mattress. I'll give it to you. But that's not the need that God is telling me to fill in. And that lady began to, begin to tear up. He said, I need a fridge. Said, okay, after this, we could go out and buy a fridge. But still, that's not the need that the Lord wants me to fill. And this girl broke down and she said, I need a car. <laughs> and then the doctor said, that is the need that the Lord is asking me to fill. And then she turned to me and she said, now, tell me what you need. I was tempted to say, I need a car too. <laughs> My friends, I don't know how to drive. <laughs> so I, and I said, Doc, for the life of me, I could not remember what needed I have. I said, Jem, you are just too stubborn. And I told her, Doc, by the way, I only tell God about my need. And right now, even if I squeeze my little brain, I could not give you what I need. I said, okay, this is the thing that we'll do. As the Lord convicts me, I will give you, I will send support through, uh, through Western Union, wherever you may be. And just for the moment right now, she gave me this red, this red envelope and inside was $100. The moment I received that, I realized, oh, I really need this. <laughs> Friends, isn't God amazing? Isn't God amazing? This is the God that we serve. Remember, He just spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Most of the time, we focus so much on our need that we do not give it to Him. We only cradle our problem. If we forget, friends, that we have an amazing God. He desires to heal us. We somehow just like run away with our wounds away from Him. Friends, listen to this. I know that I've read this last, last couple of days. Luke 12 verse 17, this 12 verse 7, this powerful God, this amazing God is trying to remind us over and over again. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. I asked this last time, who among you here counts your eyelashes? No one counts their eyelashes. They said, they don't have time. I said, during pandemic, you had time. But still, no one counts it. And when I asked them, why? They said, who cares? Friends, God does. Amen. God cares. And listen to this beautiful thought, friends. It says, never a prayer is offered, however faltering. Never a tear is shed, however secret. Never a sincere desire after God is cherished, however feeble. 
but the Spirit of God goes forth to meet it. Before you could even utter your prayer, the Lord is there wanting to be with you. He's just waiting for you, friends. And even before the prayer is uttered or the yearning of the heart made known, grace from Christ goes forth to meet the grace that is working upon the human soul. This is the God that we serve. He desires for you to call upon Him. He desires to be with you. He desires to be your everything. And lastly, I like this thought from one of my favorite books, Desire of Ages. You will desire Jesus if you desire this book. It says here, A Redeemer, our Creator, the powerful God, thirst for your recognition. Wow. He hungers for the sympathy and love of those He has purchased with His own blood. He hungers. Isn't it amazing? Who among you here hungers for the attention of your loved ones? Friends, the Lord desires for you to hunger for Him. And listen to the last line. He longs with inexpressible desire that they may come to Him and have life. Amen. He longs with what? Inexpressible desire that we would come to Him and have life. Dear friends, as I have experienced Apart from Him, there's no life. Apart from Him, there's no joy. And apart from Him, there's no healing. Let us draw nearer to Jesus. Amen? Amen. And throughout this next few days that we will come together here, let us pray that the Lord will continue to tug our hearts to draw nearer and nearer to Him. Our friends, you know what? You'll never regret it. You will never regret it. Let's spend time on our knees. Let's pray. Let us sing this song. Into my heart, into my heart, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come in. Friends, as our heads are bowed, as our eyes are closed, let us come before the presence of the Lord. Let us ask Him in just this 30 seconds, Lord, I want to have a taste of the life that you want me to have. I want to welcome you in our hearts. Let's pray that prayer silently. And after that, I will lead into a song and we'll pray once again. We may begin our prayer. God is so good, God is so good, God is so good, He's so good to me. Dear Father, Lord, we ask, may you continually draw us nearer and nearer to your heart. Give us the heart to respond, O oh Lord. And Lord, we welcome you. Our each and every heart, Lord, welcomes you, your presence. 
to be with us. And Lord, I pray in a very special way that may you reveal yourself to us. Show us, dear Father, your beautiful character. Anoint each one of us, Lord, your anointing power of your Holy Spirit. Dear Father, I pray that whatever burdens that we're carrying on right now, whatever trials that we're going through, whatever problems, Lord, that we have been harboring in our hearts, help us, Lord, to know that you do not desire for us to carry it on our own. And Lord, I pray that may you reveal to us day by day, moment by moment, and may you give us the heart to trust you. We give you back, Lord, all the praises, the glory, and the honor. And I pray, Lord, for a special anointing and blessing of your Holy Spirit upon each one of us here. For we ask all this in the loving and precious name of your Son, Jesus, all your children say, This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.